what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for everyone who submitted a review. We love it. Keep them coming. Today, we're talking about stress, stress and anxiety. You know, I've been asked a, a little bit about this. I've mentioned it in a, in a couple of times that I've been preaching of living a stress-free life. How I decided last July that I was going to be without stress for the rest of my life. Actually, I didn't decide that last July. I decided it before then, but last July is when it really clicked for me. So we're going to talk today about how to walk the same journey and not live a life of stress. So Philippians chapter 4, most people know this verse. They've heard it before. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious. The King James says, Be careful for nothing. But it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. The first thing that we need to identify is that stress isn't a good thing. You can't fight against an enemy if you don't know it's an enemy. In our uh, day and age, a lot of people look at stress as the counterpart that goes hand in hand with just being busy. People also think that busyness is productivity, and it's not. The Bible talks about in John 15 that God wants us to go forth and produce fruit and fruit that remains. A lot of people are busy, but there's no fruit to their life. There's nothing that actually remains after the dust settles. There's filling their hours with things, but no remaining fruit. So first of all, understanding that busyness does not mean productivity, right? So understanding that busyness, a lot of people wear busyness as a badge of honor. I remember coming home from a few years ago, coming home from a summer. And you know, during the summer, we work 70 hours a week, and it's just flat out. And then we have the month of September off and the month of October off. And um, I remember coming back and someone being like, and it was like probably October, and someone was like, man, you've been home for a month. What have you been up to? And I remember saying, oh, you know, staying busy. And it was almost like if our, our day and age won't let us stop and be like, man, I've really been doing nothing. I'll be honest. I've been reading this Lord of the Rings book and I've just been like chilling at the house and like I've been doing a little bit of gardening, very light, not much at all. It's almost like our, our, our uh, appearance won't let us say that because we want to appear like we're always accomplishing something, right? But there's a difference between being effective and being busy. And part of, we're not talking about this in today's thing, but part of effectiveness is actually finding the right rest. But anyway, um, uh, realizing that stress is not part of being busy. People excuse stress. And I did it for so many years, especially over the summer. Cause I looked at it, you know, man, for us, we basically made the majority of our money in four months, four and a half months of the year. That was really what appealed to me when I first started at, at the job was that I could work for four and a half months and make 12 months worth of money in that time. And so it was almost like, well, you know, it's okay if I'm stressed out now because I'm making all my money now. I won't be stressed out when I'm on vacation. That's why so many people live to go on vacation is because it's the only time they feel like they can be without stress. They think stress and work go hand in hand, but God didn't, God didn't uh, intend for that to be. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Stress and anxiety are the same thing. The only time I believe stress is good is when it's in the form of adrenaline running through your body. We had a friend who ran away from a uh, rhinoceros back in South Africa. And it, that's a time when stress is a good thing. You hear stories of people who get trapped under a car and then someone runs over and lifts the car up and, and pulls them out, right? And it's adrenaline that kicks in, you know, things that happen when your body does things that's not supposed to be. But studies have actually shown that stress, people allow stress in their life and it's like a slowly 
eking into their system and their, their adrenal glands are over, um, uh, overstimulated and it actually causes disease in their body. It's a breeding ground for disease. It's not how God intended it to be. People look at, well, you know, it's just a busy week. We got this coming up and I've just been stressed. And they almost are like, they're okay with being stressed. So the first thing you have to do is identify that stress is the enemy. Stress does actually not, does not increase productivity. It actually takes away from it in the long run. It may be stress is there. It's something that your body has adrenaline to release into your system to, to, for performance a lot like fight or flight mode, right? That's the, that's why God built it in. So if there's a lion chasing after you, you can climb up a tree that you normally wouldn't be able to do. It's there as a reaction, right? It's the nitrous button on your system. But when you allow stress on a daily basis, it's like this, this substance is leaking into your body. That's causing you to live in a place where, um, you don't make decisions the right way and it's not meant to be that way. Right? So the first thing to do is identify on a spiritual perspective. It's actually brother stress and anxiety or brother to fear. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. It's something that has to be dealt with spiritually. People live their whole lives. People have, people think, you know, once I get it, uh, uh, once I lose weight, I won't be afraid of this because I'll have lost weight. You know, people people lose weight and then they're more conscious of the way they look than before they lost weight. People, oh, once I have enough money in the bank, I won't worry about money. And then they get money in the bank and there's actually more worries because now they're like, what if this money is taken from me? What if people are trying to be my friend just because there's money, right? You can't deal with spiritual things naturally. So the Bible says to be anxious for nothing. First of all, this is, man, this is the permission slip of God given to you to not carry stress. When I was younger, we, we went to a school and they would have, they'd send us home with permission slips. Hey, we're going on a field trip. You got to get permission slip from your parents. And we'd come back and, and have a permission slip that said, hey, my mom says it's okay that we go. God is giving us a heavenly permission slip to never stress about anything ever again, to be anxious for nothing. So the question then becomes, how do we fight against stress and anxiety? The number one answer, if you're taking notes, is by the word of God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So for for us in every single area of our life, in our marriage, in our ministry, in our walk with God, in finances, in every area, the answer is always faith. Why is that? It's because we're born by faith, right? The only reason we go to heaven is because of our faith in Jesus Christ. So the only victory that we can gain in our life is through faith in Jesus Christ. What is, where is the scripture that says, that shows us that we don't have to worry about this? So that's number one, how we fight it through the word of God. So this is what it looked like for me in my journey of losing stress. First, I understood that it was possible. I remember Kenneth Hagin talking about how he's like, I haven't, I haven't worried about anything in 40 years. And at the time that I heard it, I thought, man, I haven't worried about anything in about 45 minutes. Right. And so then these, these stresses would come, but I learned by the scripture, be anxious for nothing. And for, and for some, for a while, it was just that scripture. Hey, the Bible, I'm feeling stress coming into my body. The Bible says to be anxious for nothing. So God is telling me in his perfect will and plan, he wants me anxious for nothing. And so I would say that scripture, Lord, you said be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. People know what prayer is. People honestly don't know what supplication is. What's the difference between prayer and supplication? You know what supplication is? Supplication is hot, intense prayer. I think this is a lot of times where people get it wrong. Too often Christians are too lukewarm, too uh, aren't, wholehearted about the way they pray. Supplication, if you were to see someone supplicating before God, wouldn't be, 
Lord, you know how I carry these burdens sometimes, and I'm just asking you to remove this stress from me. That's not supplication. Supplication is you, it's the root word that comes from boiling point or hot. When was the last time you supplicated, if that's a word before God, right? What does your supplication look like? Supplication is you crying out like someone's dying. Father, I call on you, Lord, you said in your word that, and, and go after it with all of your heart. That's what supplication is. That's actually the proper way to cast your cares on him. So he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So we've got a three-part thing. It says with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So prayer, Lord, I'm carrying stress. This is what I'm asking you to do. Lord, if you would meet my need financially this month, the stress would go. I'm asking you, first of all, to meet my need according to your riches. You said I would, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Lord, you said that, that uh, if I give to the poor, I would never lack. So Lord, I'm asking you to meet my need this month in this area. And then Lord, I call out on you and today I choose to cast my care and, and supplication, pour out your heart, be hot about your prayer, not lukewarm, not mild-mannered about your prayer, hot about your prayer. Lord, I call on you. Father, meet my need. Lord, I cast my care on you today. And then it says, and then with thanksgiving. You know, the truth is until the burden has lifted, you haven't prayed right. If you leave prayer more burdened than when you started or as burdened as you started, you haven't prayed properly. Proper prayer is you casting your cares. You can quote me on that. Proper prayer is you casting your cares. You should leave prayer unburdened. Why? What is prayer doing? Prayer is giving God the responsibility. It's like, hey, I've got a to-do list of things to do today. One of them is I need to go to the grocery store. Proper casting my care is, is someone coming to me, my wife coming to me and saying, hey, I'm going to take care of the grocery store thing. You do the other thing. So I can mark it off my list as done because she said, I will take care of it. He said, be anxious for nothing because uh, he says, I care for you, right? So that was the whole thing is that God is saying, I'm taking over this responsibility. That's what prayer does. It gives the responsibility to God. Lord, you said you would take care of this. I'm putting this in your hand. I don't need to worry about it anymore because I've prayed and I've passed it over to you. And then with thanksgiving. And so we come to God with a grateful heart and that's where we rejoice and we get ourselves over into joy. Thanksgiving should always end with you being joyful. If, you, if you've praised and you haven't left with a smile on your face, you haven't praised properly. Praise, cast it over to him. Praise, thanks him for what he's done. And so you do that. You ask him, Lord, this is my specific prayer request that I'm asking for. You know the situation. It's not denying the situation. It's not pretending it doesn't exist. Lord, you know the situation. This is what your word says about it. This is me pouring out my heart to you. And then this is the and then this is me being thankful. Lord, I just want to praise you. Thank you that you always provide for me. Lord, I even remember back to when you provided for me last time. You met my need. Lord, I thank you because you've never failed. It's impossible for you to fail. You're Jehovah Jireh. I praise you. I bless you. And then what does it say after that? It simply says, and then just keep your minds on things that are pure, things that are honest. For too many people, the number one reason they have stress is they just let their mind wander. I had someone who came to my wife and said, hey, I've just decided I'm going to control my thoughts. It's within my control. I'm not going to let myself sit and think about these things. Some people play out the worst scenario 
all the time. They look at what's the worst possible scenario and they sit and they think about it. Some people just sit and think about what is this person thinking about you? They're probably not thinking about you. They probably don't care. People sit and play out these things in their head. What is this person thinking? I said this. What if they misconstrued as this? And you have some people who are so so self-conscious because they're so worried about other people are thinking. Who cares? Give it up. We weren't called to live like that. We were called to set our eyes on him and his kingdom. If you make mistakes, you just be honest. You go and tell people, hey, I messed up. I said this. Are we cool? And But but live your life serving God, not worrying about what people would think. Too many people let their minds run, run rampant of what's the worst that could happen. That shouldn't be you asking yourself that question every day. What's the worst that can happen? You're a child of God. You don't get the worst that can happen. You get, you get God's favor on your life. Man, if, if anything good is going to happen to anybody, it's happening to me because I have the favor of God. I serve the living God. There's going to be a surprise for me this week that God's going to do. I serve the living God. There's going to be favor this week that I'm going to receive. If anything's going good for anybody, it's me because I'm a child of God. And you begin to change your expectation. So so th- properly casting your cares. And then one of the other things that I've learned, and it's so, it's, it's, man, it's such a joy to live this way, is just being grateful. The Bible says with thanksgiving, but choosing to be grateful when you're setting your eyes on what God has already done for you. Lord, you've been so good. I'm grateful that I'm born again. That's why Bible, the Bible calls it the, the, the helmet of salvation. Your mind should be set on being born again. Man, I'm born again. Man, of all the things to have, I wouldn't trade my life for anybody else's. Will Smith's lifestyle, I would not take it for where he's at in his life. I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. I'm, I have, you know that you, you, have a t- you have treasure in heaven. How awesome is that? You've been sowing into the gospel. You've been winning souls. You've been um, feeding the poor. You've been treating people the right way. You've been giving people cold glasses of water. You're storing up treasure in heaven. How good is that? You're going to get to heaven and there's going to be treasure waiting for you. Um, but choosing to have the right thought life. Uh, God wants you to live stress-free. God doesn't want you to live in a place where you're worried, but it takes perseverance too. This, this change, maybe for you, it'll happen overnight. For me, it didn't. I walked this out. I would, stress would try to come and then I would do that and I would cast my care on the Lord. And then 10 minutes later, the stress would kind of try to come back and the devil tries to defeat you. Oh, see, it didn't work. But what do we do? We persist. The Bible says those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So what do I do? 10 minutes later, Lord, I thank you. You said my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. You said to be anxious for nothing. I'm not going to be worried about this bill, but Lord, I thank you and I give you praise. Lord, I cast all my cares on you. Lord, you're the one who meets me. Lord, I'm a giver and a sower, a tither. You said I'll never lack for anything. So I thank you that you're meeting me. And Lord, I give you praise and I give you glory and I bless your name. Because your word never fails. You're true. You've never lied. I bless and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, Lord, you're wonderful. Amen. Right? And then 30 minutes later, comes back. Lord, I thank you. Your word says. And then an hour later, it comes back. But you see what will happen is it will start to distance itself. The devil is going to fight you on this, but you hold your ground. Why? Because God, do you think you're going to get to a point in your life where you're going to look back and be like, Lord, you really let me down. You know, you actually didn't provide for my needs. You didn't forgive me when I asked you. It's never going to happen. Your story will be that God provides for you. You won't stand before God at any age at the end of your life and be able to say, God, I leaned on your word and you failed me. It's impossible. The word of God is true. So when we stand our ground and say, I'm, I'm deciding, I'm not going to live stressed out. And the Lord will show you, you'll begin to get stressed out in an area and he'll show you and you say, you know what? I'm not getting stressed about this. This isn't nonsense. This isn't what God's called me to do. He's called me to live a life stress-free. And then for some practical things, 
man, honestly, some people just need less dramatic friends. Some of you have chosen your friends very poorly and you have people who bring drama into your life every single day. Distance yourself from people who bring drama. There are people who are so stressed out, you spend three minutes with them and you feel like you've, you've been drained. There's people you can spend an hour with and you leave energized. There's people who come into your life and they call you for four minutes and you're like, I need a nap, that wore me out, right? So choose the right friends, get less dramatic friends. I read something today that uh, one of the sales trainings I think will help you. It says, studies show that the more you postpone something, the more anxiety and tension you generate. Write, shortly week, write short weekly lists of tasks and complete them. Some people, when they go to the, they're going on a flight, they leave their house and they get to the airport, one hour to spare, 50 minutes to spare. They're just on time. I've changed that. I, I try now to actually leave 20 minutes earlier than I need to just so I can feel like I'm, it's a leisurely drive wherever I'm going, that I'm not stressed out, you know, I'm, I'm making it there with three minutes to spare. For some of you, set your alarm clock 15 minutes earlier than you do, and you make it a practice that if I'm due somewhere at 8, I'm actually getting there at 7.45, you, you'll eliminate a lot of stress in your life. People have this stress because they run around. What's wrong? Get to the airport in an hour and a half before the, lo- the local flight. Why? What's wrong? You're going to be on your phone at some point anyway. Might as well be on your phone waiting at your gate than be on your phone at your house. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's be honest here. And then the last thing is, is exercise. <laughs> I know people don't subscribe to this podcast to hear me tell you to exercise, but exercise has many benefits. One of them is actually, it just gets the wiggles out. If you've seen Nacho Libre, they're just ninos. They're just trying to get their wiggles out. Wrestling, running, exercising, it gets the wiggles out. You should try it. It actually releases endorphins into your brain. It's good for you. Take a page out of Nacho Libre's book, and get the wiggles out. Go exercise once a week, twice a week. This is something I stuck with in sales. I had a day set aside. Monday was always my day, and I exercised because it's it's actually good for your brain. If you find yourself overthinking things, you are under-exercising. Go exercise. Sometimes what I would do is before church, I would go, if I was feeling stressed, feeling stressed, whatever, like I was overthinking things, I would go run four miles, five miles. You wear your body out, and you actually make it where you can't overthink. I would do the same thing in sales. Some of the best days I had in sales were the days where I was, by the time I got out to work, I was actually tired because I had run five miles, but my mind was too tired to think, and then it just made life easy. Some of y'all think too much. Y'all are awesome. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. If you don't mind sharing this on Instagram, that'd be a great help to me. Choose not to be stressed. Overcome it by the word of God by being grateful and stop letting your mind wander. So make a list today. What are you worried about? What are the scriptures? This actually may take you studying. What are you worried about? What are the scriptures? And stand on the word. God wants to bring you in a place of being stress-free. You guys are amazing. Talk to you tomorrow.